Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to be a saint. Everybody wants the prize, but very, very few want to put in the work. At the same time, everybody wants to be a celebrity, everybody wants to be famous, and everybody wants to make it big. But the saints, they are the real celebrities. They are the real and true famous ones. And they truly have made it big, real big. Have you ever stopped to think why the church celebrates All Saints Day? Or maybe you consider why it's a holy day of obligation. That the church requires all Catholics to come to Holy Mass on this particular day. You see, the church, our good mother, reminds us, like good moms do all the time, of who we are and who we're called to be. Saints. And when I say that, you may think, Father, me? No, not me. I'm not a saint. Yeah, right. Yeah, you are right. A saint. The calling of each and every single one of us. A saint, a man or woman who has allowed Christ to possess them fully so as to be able to say, it is not, not I who lives any longer, but Christ who lives in me the calling of all of us. But you may say, but how, Father? How do I become a saint? Well, I would suggest that each of the readings this morning actually give us a part of the formula, a part of the guide to sainthood, to reach the heights of sanctity, the perfection of love, a total abandonment to the Father. We hear in our first reading from the book of Revelation, there was a great multitude which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb wearing white robes. These, the multitude, are the ones who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You see, St. John has a vision in which he sees thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people unable to be counted, and they're all wearing white robes. How odd, because they were washed in the blood of the Lamb. What a mystery that being washed in what is so deep, deep red like crimson makes something so gloriously white. See, St. John, using this symbolic language, provides a beautiful image for us to consider this morning, highlighting a fundamental truth that those who long to go to heaven must be washed in the blood of the Lamb. They must be cleansed by the blood of Christ. Each and every single one of us, whether a child or adult, When you are baptized, put on a white garment so as to signify that you were washed clean by the blood of the Lamb, made a new creation in Christ. You became a living saint like that. But now, as we grow older, we failed our Lord. We stained our garments, and so we must be washed again, washed by his blood. Maybe these words might help us 
and today. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. At Holy Mass, my brothers and sisters, we have the opportunity to receive the body and blood, soul and divinity of the Lamb of God. We have the opportunity to allow our hearts, our souls, to be washed clean, made white by his blood. Secondly, the blood of the Lamb flows upon the hearts of those who seek the mercy of God in the sacrament of confession. For though your sins be like scarlet and crimson, at the words, I absolve you of your sins, your soul becomes white as snow. White as wool. The first part of the formula of the guide, the sacraments. And next we hear in the responsorial psalm, Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. Is not seeking and seeing the face of Christ not the essence of prayer? Looking upon the face of Christ sitting before his glorious face. Maybe it's through intercession, praying for others. Maybe it's seeking his grace in our lives. Maybe it's lifting up words of praise and adoration, searching his face in the Holy Scriptures, God's word, listening to him speak. You see, we sit before the lamb who was slain, pierced for our transgressions, and pierced and from whom flowed blood and water. We sit before him so as to be washed clean by the blood from his side, longing to see his face, or as we hear in the second reading, coming to know the love of the Father. The second part of the formula and guide, prayer. In our gospel reading, we hear our Lord give us the Beatitudes. We've heard them over and over and over again. And oftentimes we think that Beatitudes only are for the religious and the priests, the holy rollers. But no, Beatitudes are for each and every one of us. And let's not think we have to look too far to live out the Beatitudes. No, no, no. In our homes, in our workplace, in our community, those are the prime spaces to make the Beatitudes come alive in your life. The Beatitudes call us to be the best mom, the best dad, the best husband, the best wife, the best grandparent, the best single person, the best banker, the best nurse, the best teacher, the best firefighter, the best priest, the best retired person, etc., etc that you can be making the ordinary extraordinary. The third part of the formula and guide, living the Beatitudes in our everyday life. So my brothers and sisters, the message is simple this morning, but yet profound. Strive to make it big. 
to join those who we celebrate today who follow the simple formula in God, faithful to the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and confession, faithful to a life of prayer. And they lived out the Beatitudes in their everyday life. Be a saint today.